You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today, we're talking about articulation and some fun techniques you can use. Hello there, welcome to English with Monty. We're episode 16 today, so we're doing pretty well. We've got two famous actors on the show today, super famous actors, in fact. You, you may have heard of both of them. Elena Ballesteros, she is related to Sevi Ballesteros. Is that right? Ballesteros, yeah. In Italian it's Ballesteros, but in Spanish it's Ballesteros. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but you're related to the famous golfer, is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Nicolo, who everybody knows and everybody knows is extremely famous. Welcome to the show as well, Nicolo. Hi, John. And uh, thank you for making me be here for the third time. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? You're back by popular request. Consequence to be famous. Exactly. <laughs> because you're so famous, all the listeners wanted you back on the show. Thank you. We could sign some papers if you want later. <laughs> That sounds a bit too official, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Today, we're going to do an episode about articulation. And the reason why I've invited both of you on the show today, obviously, I've spoken to you about it because you are both with an acting background. And of course, I imagine in terms of when you do performance or when you do lessons or, or when you work with teachers, I imagine you might do similar things to what English native speakers do in terms of exercising your mouth or doing certain things so you can articulate better. So my idea was today is we're doing this because this can be useful for English learners in the sense that if you're focusing on articulation, it should hopefully help with your pronunciation and help you sound the English letters or, or the English sounds, I should say, a bit better. So that's the idea. Sounds After, challenging. It Sounds does challenging. sound challenging. After this podcast episode, you're going to be amazing. You're going to change your life. <laughs> we are amazing just now. So we're going to be more amazing than we are. Thank exactly. you, John. You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. If we talk about signing a document, maybe you can give me lots of money as well. I don't know. <laughs> we'll give ourselves a very brief introduction just so you can tell the listeners a little bit about your backgrounds. Elena, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about your background in acting? Yeah, of course. Since I was a child, I used to love acting. I used to act for my grandpa. Then when I grow up, I make some different performance in the school. Later, I went to Italy from Meta and Erasmus. And then I discovered the really art of acting. I fall in love seriously with this profession. And when I come back to Spain, I decided to enter in this amazing world of acting. I started to take lessons and later I worked with a local company and we made a lot of performs in different villas and it was really funny. Would it be fair to say that you do a bit of work on our articulation, but in your own language? Yeah, obviously. 
it's really important because in the real life you need to speak really well from the people you are speaking with but when you are acting you need to speak like super exaggerated because there is a public who are listening to you you have to make sure they are understanding all the things you can't be the public and say what he say what she said that's not the point you need to be understand articulation is very important isn't it yeah, in the acting world yeah. you have to put more attention on articulation when you are acting than in the real life obviously yeah i mean that's why i wanted to do this today i think it's a nice topic i think for that side of things for fluency and helping people pronounce better nicolo can you tell us something briefly about yourself Yes, I started acting when I was 14 in a local acting course, and I was amazed about acting since that time. So then I joined an amateur company, and after my degree, which is totally different to acting, <laughs> I went to Rome to study finally acting, and then I started my professional career. So I worked in little, medium, and national productions, working in advertising, films, over voice acting. That's a brief summary of my career. So who's more famous? Between us. Maybe Nicola. I think No, no, I think John. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows my face, which is probably a good thing. They know my voice. <laughs> maybe, maybe my voice is famous, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to start off with some tongue twisters. So when I say tongue twisters, do you know what I mean? Tongue twisters are something that exists in everybody's language. What would a tongue twister be in Spanish or in Italian? You, Elena. Go, go. Okay, mine should be like... Can, can you do that, John? <laughs> Is that pretty good? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can do that. But don't you have phrases that you would use? I seem to remember in Italy there was contra tigre. Tigre. Oh, tigre contro tigre. Yeah. Tigre contro tigre. Tigre contro tigre. <laughs> yeah, okay, oh, you're I, good. I, Thank I, you. I have another one. It's tres tristes tigres comen trigo en un trigal. Oh my Whoa. God, I can't, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do that. Do you want to try that, Nicola? Tres tristes tigres comen trigo. No, I can't. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> They're pretty tough. Tongue twisters are a bit of fun, but the idea is that you can use them to help with articulation. And there's a few in English that actors would use. I'm taking these ideas from a video called Stage Milk. There's an Australian guy on there that talks about this really nicely, really well. So if you do want to have a look at it, definitely take a look. Both Nicolo and Elena have had a look at this idea. And tongue twisters are good for fluency. So it helps you speak a bit more naturally, I would say. And then the idea is maybe to do three or five rounds of them. So three or five times. Are you both ready to try one of them? Okay, we are ready. Oof. Yeah, you're ready. Uh, okay. Amazing. Let's go. <laughs> Nicolo, you can go first on this one. And then Elena, and we'll take it in turns. The first one is unique New York. New York, unique. Okay, unique New York, New York, unique. Oh, nice, very nice. Elena? Oh. <laughs> unique New York, New York, unique. Oh, okay. That's, that's faster. Okay, faster. step one done. 
It's that one done. Feel, feel less nervous now. No, that was very good. I was impressed. This one you've got to try and say quite quickly. Red leather, yellow, yellow. Oh, I can't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay. Red leather, yellow leather. Yeah. Red leather, yellow leather. Red. Ah. Red. Ah. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow red leather. It's quite challenging, isn't it? Even for yeah. a native speaker, that's quite difficult. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, putting you under so much pressure. <laughs> Elena? Okay. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Uh, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> less. That was pretty good. That was, again, quicker than Nicola. Wow. Oh, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> so we're only going to do three. There are quite a few others. And also in the video, they talk about a few others. This one is probably the most difficult one. Get ready. She says she shall sew a sheet. She says she shall sew a sheet. Oh, <laughs> she says she's short. No, she says she saw she saw a sheet. She says she saw a sheet. She, correct? No, not quite. So she says she shall sew a sheet. She says she shall she shall sew a sheet. She yeah. says she shall sew a sheet. Oh, it is really difficult. Yeah. yeah. Even for native speakers, this is difficult. This is the thing with doing these kind of tongue twisters is that obviously if you're a non-native speaker and you can do them, you're already smarter than most native speakers. They are tough. I think that would be better to exercise with a metronome. So improving the BPM of the metronome, the one that you use when you play music. It times what you're doing, is that right? Yeah. Adding more BPM makes mm. you to go faster, starting from a slower time. Ooh. Maybe. It's just a suggestion. That sounds like a nice idea. <laughs> sounds complicated. The last word is important to say sheet, rather than the shorter version. <laughs> so a sheet exactly that helps with the longer vowel sound because otherwise you're saying a bad word i think the one that invented this thing did it on a purpose it's true we did it just to annoy foreigners i'll blame it on french it's probably the french's fault <laughs> in reality there is quite a lot of influence particularly from the french language i'm not sure if something like sheet would apply to that but yeah sometimes there is quite a lot of influence in English with the pronunciation not being very easy for that reason because of the influence from French in particular. I am joking, but France, it is your fault. You're going to start a new wars against England and France. I'm joking. If there are any French people out there, I love you all and you're all wonderful. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll do some tongue stretches now. Is this something that you two have ever done in your classes, tongue stretches? Yes, we use a lot of nursery rhyme to improve the pronunciation of T, S, C, and G because every region in Italy has a different pronunciation of some sounds. So there are some nursery rhyme to do some tongue stretches. So you're familiar with this idea? Yeah. Okay. I think when you're an actor, you do some similar exercises about your language. They aim to some particular sounds because every language has different sounds. I think the exercises are different, but the goal is the same. 
I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you're doing it in different languages, the goal is the same, isn't it? So it can be applied. I've written down this phrase, which is from Shakespeare. So we're going to try and say this phrase, but you have to say the phrase with your tongue sticking out of your mouth. So I'll give you an example. So, So we've got to try this. This is to stretch your tongue or to make it feel a bit better. Elena, do you want to try this first? Okay. That's nice. (laughs) Do you understand anything? (laughs) Yeah, we did. I was impressed with that one. Nicola? Ready to laugh? Till I compare the summer's day. Wow. (laughs) That's great. I like that. Thank you. Something like this is to warm up your tongue and make it feel a bit more agile. Another thing they were talking about, it's up to you whether you want to do it because obviously we're not on video. Nobody can see what we're doing. But the idea is to put your tongue in your cheek, your left cheek, you kind of circle it around your left cheek and circle it around your right cheek and then the idea is again is to make it a bit more agile the other thing to do as well is you can try and touch your nose with your tongue oh that's impossible yeah i can't nobody i know i can do that who can do it you have a friend because who can do has, it because she has tongue really, really long. she has a very long time <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> That's really possible. I'm trying, but I can't. The other way, you can try and do it with your chin. Take your tongue out and try and touch your chin. Those are also good exercises you can do. You can put your tongue inside your bottom lip. So obviously your tongue is between your teeth and your bottom lip. And kind of try and push it, push it out. <laughs> try and push like it that. out. Like that, you know? Exactly. That's perfect. I can't see what you're doing, but it sounds perfect. <laughs> I knew English is a hard language, but I didn't know that was that hard. Hopefully now your tongue feels a bit more agile, a bit more warmed up. Yeah. Excellent. Our target was to do that, so I'm, I'm pleased we've done it. The next thing we're going to look at is massage. The idea of massage in this case is to do something quite gently. You don't have to do it vigorously. With your neck, for example, you can look up to the ceiling and then you can look down to the floor and then you can look to the left, you can look to the right. And for some reason, he talks about stroking a dog while you're looking to the left or looking to the right so you have to pretend you're stroking a dog i have my dog close to me i can try <laughs> so if you want you can try yeah, really <laughs> apparently he has to be a, a big dog because you're uh, not no, really she's... supposed to move down uh no 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 she's a little dog <laughs> <laughs> and she's staring at me just now like saying what do you want to do <laughs> like, why am i involved in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> don't know why you have to stroke the dog but presumably it's about feeling more stretched because if you go to the left and then stroke the dog with your right hand maybe that helps you feel a bit more relaxed or stretched and then turn to the right and stroke the dog with the left hand i do feel a little bit more relaxed now it does actually work oh yeah Yeah, and your muscles are more warm right now definitely relaxing 
just don't fall asleep okay apparently the other thing you can do as well is your jaw if you put your hands on your jaw your flat palms on your jaw and you push down just gently to just stretch your jaw which should be a nice little massage also with your cheeks pinch them and knead them so if you think about when you make bread for example you have the dough you pinch the dough and you knead the dough so just gently pinch your cheeks and knead your cheeks put some salt and olive oil (laughs) (laughs) on your cheeks i don't recommend that anybody (laughs) turn on your oven definitely don't do that part (laughs) so your cheeks should now be feeling nice and light and supple and relaxed yeah yeah that's good at monty we offer english classes online so you can join wherever you are we offer individual lessons or english exam preparation for first timers in a group class it's only two pounds visit our website at montyenglish.co.uk to buy this ticket or book any other package now then this one we didn't do exactly the same but kind of similar so you pretend you're really cold is it really cold where you are at the moment oh no no it's it's good yeah not so cold okay pretend it is cold and it's snowing so you're like (laughs) it's freezing here (laughs) it's it's really freezing (laughs) wow you've convinced me you're both very good actors it seems as if it's very cold where you are that's supposed to help with your lips as well again making you feel less tense this is supposed to release tension and then of course it helps with your articulation you can do kisses so we did that when I was studying acting with yeah. a sort of timing, like. Yeah. Interesting. That's the, the movement of the jaw, like pretending you are kissing, tasting, chew, smiling. Ah. So these are common things that you would use in acting. Yeah, to do it. We are obviously on the right track. We know yeah, what we're doing. finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I'm on the right track, listeners. Elena's told me I feel better now. Hopefully, your mouth, your neck, your dog is feeling relaxed. (laughs) That's the important thing. We'll move on to this one. I don't know how easy this one is going to be because as a native speaker, I even found this pretty difficult. But it's the one that he calls jumble mouth, which is like gibberish. And gibberish means in English that you're not saying anything. You're just saying nonsense, basically, things that make no sense. He did it with consonant sounds, but you can do it with vowels as well. But he suggested that you spend 20 or 30 seconds doing this. And the idea is to release sounds and again to warm up. I'll try and do this. It seems a bit strange. Can you repeat, please? Because I didn't understand anything. <laughs> that was perfect English. How did you not understand? Oh, okay. <laughs> Improve your listening, Nicola. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> can't believe that elena understood everything so. yeah no, it was so <laughs> that's my fault i'm sorry terrible we need to do some practice with you on your english <laughs> who wants to try that i think that's weird right yeah that is awesome that sounds like a professional she's done it before yeah. I don't know, like super strong accent, like German or. <laughs> <laughs> so where you get your influence from, Nicolo? Are you brave enough to try? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say a very interesting monologue. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, we are ready. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. I think that deserves a round of applause. That was amazing. That that sounded like a Scottish dialect or something. <laughs> it's possible it could be. Maybe a few Scottish people understood you there. I hope I haven't said anything bad. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. I'll tell you if we get any angry people writing in. <laughs> about Niccolo and his offensive language. I'll have to apologize <laughs> to them. Maybe we'll move on to the next one. The idea of this one is to talk about voiced and unvoiced sounds. So when I say voiced or unvoiced sounds, do you both know what I mean? Yes, for example, s and z. Yes, perfect example. S is in the mouth, so therefore it's unvoiced, whereas z is in the vocal cords in your throat. Mm -hmm. those are the two differences and then another example could be f so f is in the mouth and then v so v is also in your vocal cords because it's a stronger sound first of all we're going to do an unvoiced sound you've got to do this relatively quickly but not too quickly but kind of repeat things for example you say pataka pataka p pataka pataka pa <laughs> So a bit more from the mouth. Oh, can I try? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Patika patika pa, patika patika p, patika patika po, patika patika pay. Wow, mm. it sounds really good. That was impressive. This one again is kind of a warm-up exercise to help you sound a bit more articulate. Again, so what we'll do, we'll try it with the voiced one as well. This one would be badiga badiga bo, badiga badiga ba, badiga badiga bu, badiga badiga bi. Badiga badiga ba, badiga badiga bo, badiga badiga bu, badiga badiga bi. Oh. I can't. Why? Badiga badiga bu, badiga badiga ba. It's okay. It's not bad. I don't know why I can't do that. I think also as well, this idea is copying, obviously, to some extent, a native speaker. These kind of things are more about making you feel more relaxed, less tense. Also, articulation, as I say, hopefully it will help you pronounce things better. So maybe afterwards, if you've done these exercises, then try and articulate some sentences. We'll try this one out as a last exercise. It's going to be Shakespeare. You've got to say this in the most English-British way you can. To be or not to be, that is the question. Be or not to be, that's the question. Oh, that's good. Do you want to go, Nicola? Yeah. To be or not to be, 
That's the question. Ooh. Thank you. An authentic Hamlet. I tried it all the night before this podcast. <laughs> so in that case, I'm not so impressed. I would say it was that is the question. It has to be more dramatic. Theatrically, it sounds better if you say that is. You're right. To be or not to be, that is the question. Yeah, you see, that's better. Feel the face, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're really feeling it. You're getting into the role. I think this podcast has potentially catapulted both of you to stardom after lockdown finishes. Everybody's going to be calling you for English-speaking roles. <laughs> Thank you, John. You're so gentle. Thank you very much. I think you both did very well. I hope you both enjoyed that and it wasn't too stressful. Do you have any questions or anything that you would like to ask or anything you're not sure about? Yes, it's about, uh, generally speaking, not acting skills, about pronunciation. Go ahead. For example, when I started speaking English, I felt like my pronunciation is too hard, especially with the pronunciation of the T sounds. Mm -hmm. It happens on the, on the beginning of my talks, usually. So mm -hmm. it's not because I'm tired of speaking. How can I fix it? That sounds an interesting one. I mean, so it's almost like you're making the T's too strong. Is that right? Yeah. Can I make an example? Yeah, sure. When I started speaking English, I felt like my pronunciation is too hard. For example, too hard felt. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. That's good articulation, to be honest. There is a difference, obviously, between the way people speak in everyday language and, of course, how they would speak in an acting environment. It's possibly just being a bit more relaxed. But at the same time, what you're doing is correct. So what you're saying is the way you would pronounce things. I have a friend called Sarah and she says water rather than water. It's not correct, but that's just the way people speak. Yeah. It's almost like your articulation is right and you're not saying things too hard. It's just you're doing it correctly almost. Maybe it was something that I felt when I started talking English and maybe exercising it. I improved on that. At the beginning, somebody says that I was speaking a sort of a Swanglish, a Sweden English. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Just because you're pronouncing the T too strongly. Not just because the T, but maybe because some words were stuck together. The pronunciation was too hard, like the German area, very hard language. So maybe I did some mistakes about that. Possibly. What you did was fine, and the way you speak is fine as well with the T's. I don't see it as being an error as such. But yeah, I mean, I suppose it's just relaxing a little bit. If you feel as if you're doing that too much in an acting role, it can be good to make them stronger because you'll obviously be heard better. Often it happened on the beginning of my talks and not going on because maybe after speaking a lot, my jaws were more relaxed. So mm. maybe that was why I didn't felt it too much later. You do relax after time, and that's also why it's important to practice as much as possible in speaking. Even if you're doing that on your own, Elena gave me an exercise because we do a Spanish exchange together. My Spanish pronunciation is terrible. Basically, Elena gave me a script. I tried to read the script, and it really helps. Even though I was totally rubbish, it really helped me to think much more about how I was pronouncing things. Even if you do things like that on your own, that really helps. And I recorded it and then she could play it back on WhatsApp. Listen and repeat, listen and repeat, listen and repeat, I guess. Definitely. 
I think anytime you're using the language, speaking it, recording it as well, is really nice and playing it back to yourself as well. At the beginning, I read some scripts and tried to imitate the speakers and recording me and listening to me and then listening to the speakers and then retrying it again was very, very helpful. I think that always helps. Definitely. Your mouth is moving in the right way. It's trying to emulate something, trying to copy something. So it makes it more natural for you to do it when you're doing it in a normal circumstances as well. Speaking about this acting and the accent and the pronunciation, do you think that strong accent can change the personality or the nature of a character? I listen some people who are speaking in Spanish and then when they are speaking in English or in Italian or in another language, they look like another person. So when are you watching a film or watching a performance, that's a really big change for the character, for the person who are speaking with a different accent. I was reading something about this the other day, actually. I don't know if you both feel this. I think often when you speak another language or you are speaking in another language you're like a different person yeah and you have a different personality i think your personality kind of almost adapts in some way to the way the language is spoken i often find when i'm speaking italian i maybe seem more outgoing more extrovert because maybe italians are a bit more expressive with the way they say things, they use their body a bit more when they're speaking. They can maybe be a bit louder with what they say. Yeah, yeah. It's so curious because you looks like another person when you are speaking another language. I think it's something that we should all embrace and we should all enjoy because I don't think it's something that's negative. I think it's just something that maybe reveals another side of our personality. Yeah, it's not negative. It's just, for example, if you are an actor and you want a concrete character and you are making a casting for that, suddenly they say no because you have an acting. And even when you are trying to speak in your better English, you are not the correct person to make this character because of your acting, just for your acting. Maybe if there is casting in Spain, for example, you will do it because you have no acting and with acting it's very specific though isn't it because obviously if your role within the play or show or whatever it is is as an English person and you don't sound exactly like an English person it's obviously very difficult for them to cast you in that role isn't it might be possibly interesting for you to think about how somebody like John Boyega, for example, he's a British actor, but in Star Wars, he's American, for example. Yeah. Also, so, another example is Mother Family with Pia Vergara, her Colombian accent. Hello, Manny. How are you? How is going on? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I really love her. <laughs> but that's in English, though, right? Quite an exaggerated Colombian accent. I think she exaggerated. It may be seems a bit silly but I have an an English friend who's a cycling journalist and he speaks Spanish he speaks French he speaks Italian he speaks German he knows how to copy really well Mm. half the problem is when you copy you feel silly because you're copying but actually it really helps if you can really try and copy what you're listening to 
that can really help you to sound similar to that person. And he's done it to the extent that, for example, when he goes to Italy, people think he's from Milan because when he was young, he first learned his Italian when he was working in Milan. Yeah, a Lombardy accent. Yeah, he does. And some people are very good at, with their ear, picking this up and then copying it. I can do it to some extent, but I always feel a bit silly by copying it. But it doesn't feel right. That's only what you feel. I don't know if someone is trying to get the Spanish accent. I don't see him or her like a silly people. It's just he's trying to make her accent more natural, more bilingual. Exactly. And I think it's a human reaction to feel self-conscious. As you say, as a Spanish person with somebody who is trying to sound like a Spanish person, you almost appreciate it, don't you? And you almost think, oh, that's cool. Yeah. In fact, um, sometimes it's extreme when an English person made an expression so typical from your country. I don't know. So expression, super informal. And an English person is saying that. It's like so funny. The person knows the real Spanish with this expression and maybe it's funny for me because it's strange because I say that's so Spanish expression but <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the point when you start to speak like the Spanish people for example in this case and using the expression and using the same sounds and that's the point to get a good level of language I guess very much so i think idiomatic expressions are good or things that are very regional are good and i think anybody appreciates that if you can do those kind of things i know a phrase in italian dialect which sometimes i tell people and they're amazed and often they don't understand it because they're not from the area <laughs> you're automatically impressed If you gave me an English phrase that was from Yorkshire or something, I'd be yeah. like, wow, that's cool. It makes you more friendly. Yeah. It does. People create a connection and they can relate to you better by doing this. Yeah, very much so. I'm agree. Absolutely. I think when you imitate a pronunciation, you feel silly at, at the beginning. But when you keep on doing it, your subconscious works And you feel more relaxed on speaking in that way. Mm. I think it's just a matter of time. It's normal to feel silly at the beginning because you don't know the sound of the pronunciation you're using and the people that hear you too. But I think it's normal at the beginning. Yeah, but at the end, you feel super integrated in the area no? when you speak like the... Yeah, like native speakers. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It makes you feel more comfortable. Exactly, and more confidence of yourself. Even when they ask you, ah, oh, you are not Italian? And I say, oh my God, I'm super <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my Italian accent is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your ego grow up. You have a giant head and you're like, wow, I'm better than Italian <laughs> people. This is so good. <laughs> Thank you very much for both of Thank you. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. I've been very impressed with both of you. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thank And you, John. I'll tell you about the millions of downloads we get and any <laughs> any fan mail or any calls from people. I, I speak to my agent so we can arrange things. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've been listening to English with Monty. 
Thanks very much, both. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. montyenglish.co.uk forward slash English language dash podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it.